for nothing will be impossible for God. There was an 18th century Irish philosopher and politician called Edmund Burke. And uh, I always, uh, we standard required reading in Ireland in, in those days. Uh, and I remember reading some of his essays as strikingly brilliant and beautiful stuff. Uh, he wrote this one essay that I always remember. It was on um, philosophical inquiry. The name of it, you got to get the name. It's kind of cool. The philosophical inquiries on the ideas of beauty and the sublime. Just a beautiful title. I think that's, anyway, in it, he goes into it in this, this, uh, this essay. It really wasn't a book. It was an essay. And he goes into uh, the distinction between beauty and the sublime. Sublime being that what leads to awe. Okay, just understand like an awe, like a mysterious mystery awe. Um, and he talks about how, um, and, and since then, it's not, the essay is not without its controversies. Even at the time, Emmanuel Kant criticize the simplicity of it, but maybe that's why I like it. It's nice and simple. Um, he talked about how beauty, uh, we tend to like that which is beautiful that is uh, symmetry. It, it, anything that has, you know, not only just symmetry, but symmetry according to our eye. In other words, we tend to project onto something what we perceive as beautiful, and it has to be symmetry involved in it, and colors and, and all that. Then he contrasts that with the sublime or that which is awe. And he said, awe, on the other hand, will draw you out of every known category into, and you are beyond what you think. And you are struck by awe. And, and in other words, that that the beautiful that awe brings on is beyond the possible, beyond what we could imagine, beyond us. And, and thus he, he, he suggested that it's then of a divine source because it is, it is beyond, our, beyond our thinking, beyond our ideas, and brings us to the sublime, the awe. And as since then, lots of people have... Have, have spoken about philosophers and theologians, sociologists, and, uh, and so forth, have spoken about the distinction between But I do think that awe is an underspoken uh, response to life. Because, I mean, we know that which is beautiful, because we look at it, oh, that's beautiful, oh, she's beautiful, or he's beautiful, oh, look at the beautiful, and we know what beautiful is. But it's often a projection of what we want, what we desire, what we like. But awe is something we don't expect. Like, for example, when you look, at, and you, even just the idea of it, that no two snowflakes are the same. No two snowflakes are the same. Just, that the, just even thinking about that is awe. Because it's so mind-blowing. Or, uh, for our own, for less of imagination, no two human beings are the same. They look the same, they talk the same, are the same. Extraordinary. Out of all the human beings, billions of human beings created, never has there been two that have been the same. That, that kind of makes you pause and go, wow, that's amazing. 
Or you look at nature provides a, an abundance of it. You look at a flower. You look at something as, as simple as a fern leaf. And every leaf on a fern leaf is a replica of the fern leaf. Down, down, keep going down, keep down. Every single fern leaf is a replica of itself all the way down to its molecular level. I mean, wow. The reason why I bring that up is today, in this reading, we hear Mary's response to the, to the announcement of that she's going to become the mother of the Son of God. Um, and it's, it's beautiful, yes, but there's something way deeper going on here. And her response is one of awe. How, how can this be? That's impossible. I, I, I haven't had relations with a man. And her response is, is one of awe. And then she gives us what we ought to do in the presence of awe. It gives us a way to do this as the premier disciple, as the exemplar disciple, is she pauses and then says, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it happen as you so say. So what are we to learn from this? There are many things in our life that we can get um, that stupefy us, that confuse us, uh, maybe even anger us because we don't understand why they happen. Sometimes um, it can be painful because it's a loss of health or the loss of, of a loved one. And, and in that moment, we're, we're stupefied. It doesn't make sense. You can do anything. And how did, how did this illness happen to my loved one? Why did this death happen to me? And we're, it's difficult. And then on the other extreme is sometimes things wonderful happen and we just go like, like, how did this woman or this man fall in love with me? Like, I don't deserve this. Like, this person is so much better than I am. I, I don't know what I have done or how I've done it that this person, or I could have this father or this mother, they, they're just amazing human beings. And we're just sort of like, we're in awe. And rightly so. So what are we to do? Well, I think we need to sit before the mystery, the deeper, profound mystery, not trying to intellectualize it, not trying to rationalize or some sort of like thought pattern that will somehow encapsulate or hold this, because then we'll surely lose it. Well, then we stand, we're called to do, as Mary does, is behold it is hold it and let it happen according to God's will and then be present to it. Be present to the beautiful, the mysterious, the stupefying, the painful. And in the midst of it, God's presence will be made known to us. Now in this next day, it's going to be chaos. It's Christmas and it's, I get it. But can we be present to the beautiful moments that exist. Sometimes the stupefying ones. I know that every family has its moments and something will happen with somebody will say and you go, really? That's your moment to remember what I said.
to not try to encapsulate it, not try to attack it, not try to make something of it, but just let it sit there and let it happen according to God's will. So today, as we um, embrace the, the gift that God gives us in becoming one of us, something that we cannot understand, it is beyond our understanding. We don't try to. We sit before the mystery, and we just simply enjoy that the fact that he blessed humanity by becoming one of us. And in so doing, he, he brought divinity into our souls. He, he allowed us to participate in divine grace in some powerful way that we can't even encapsulate with words. So we don't try. We just simply experience it with awe. So today, may you have a awe-filled day before the presence of the Lord in nature, in each other, in every little conversation, in everything that goes well, everything that goes wrong, in everything that's beautiful, and everything that seems to just not fit. Let us be awe-struck by God's presence this day.